Well, welcome to our next installment of Shores Community Church podcast. Still don't have a good name for this. <laughs> it, it, it's an opportunity for, for more teaching uh, on top of our Sunday morning and small groups and Bible studies. This is, this is a, a slot where we can cover some more topics that are, are relevant and we know that the, the church is wrestling with. I'm here with Scott Domont. He is our missionary. He does open air evangelism witnessing to the West Michigan and beyond, presenting the gospel anywhere he can find a space to set up, to, to set up his, uh, what, what do you call that? Preach-o-matic? Preach-o-matic. If you got a space, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> and he presents the gospel to, to unbelievers constantly. And so this particular podcast, and we're going to have a series of these, has to do with answering questions that unbelievers might ask. So you're in a conversation with an unbeliever, maybe it's a family member, coworker, neighbor, or maybe someone you just, you're in a casual conversation, you're talking with this person for the first time. They might raise this question. And the question is, how, how can Jesus be the only way when there's so many different religions, mm-hmm. so many different faiths? And, this person might be very gracious and say, hey, I can see that you're a very committed follower of Jesus Christ. And that's cool. I'm, I, don't, I don't see a problem with that. Believe what you want to believe. But there are also very committed Muslims and Buddhists and Hindus. And what makes you right and all other religions wrong? Mm. And I think that's... That that's a a very good, very difficult question that I think believers need to have an answer for. Right. And just quickly, just to understand where they're coming from. The I think the ad the average unbeliever or lost person, they're they're growing up in a very relative relativistic culture. Another way of saying it's pluralism. Mm -hmm. There's a belief that there are many paths to God. There there are. There's, there is spirituality, and however you come at that is okay, mm-hmm. because it's your faith and it's something that speaks to you and it's something that that you have to live with. And so they would say, uh, whether it's Hindu reincarnation and maybe Allah's. I don't know what would, what would they say is is redeemable about the Muslim faith. Right now, it's a little bit hard. With a little that. bit hard right now. <laughs> there's good things that sure. the Quran, like we would say, are good things that the Quran would say to do. You know, give to the poor. And sure. Pray okay. And you know things like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe the 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 Muslim devotion, praying three times a day, their zeal. Maybe we could go yeah. there. Their 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 passion for Allah. And and maybe they like Jesus' style. <laughs> I've heard that said. I like Jesus' style. He's a he's a he's they, a, he's they a see cool him dude. As a prophet. They see. Yeah. And, yeah. And they say they they read the words of Jesus and it resonates. Mm-hmm. And they think that they, he's a he's a he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, it's kind of it's kind of an a la carte spirituality. It's yeah. Whatever works for me, what fits in my with what I'm going through or what I'm experiencing, how I view the world. If this religion fits fits with with what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling, well then, 
That's, that's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it'll change. So maybe right now I'm really into meditation and I want to find my Zen. It's a big one. Yeah. Right. Then maybe I'm just, I really need to be a better person. I need to really be more moral. And so they bounce around yeah. and, and trying to find that one or what, what's working for them. And so, so that's, that's our audience. That's where they're coming from. And by the way, podcast listener, this is, this thought it is being adopted and brought into the church more and more. Yeah, it is. So you might be talking to a person who says that they're a Jesus follower, but really they're a product of their culture, mm-hmm. which is very relativistic. Yeah. And they might, they might not want to be as exclusive about the Christian faith, even though they say they believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. They'll say, yeah, I'm a Jesus follower, but you know, I think there can be Buddhist Christians and Muslim Christians and mm-hmm. Hindu Christians. Other paths besides Jesus. Yeah. Right? Because that's, that's <clears throat> becoming more and more popular. And we're seeing that more and more in, in kind of Christian, Christian culture. So you come across this person. They raise that question. Scott. <laughs> what do you say? How, how do you respond? <laughs> well, I, I like to use questions myself and, and really like ask them about their thinking and what their perspective so, is. I don't believe in reincarnation. I don't. But if reincarnation was true, wouldn't you be like a Socrates? I mean, I just see you <laughs> as this person who whittles people down through a series of good questions. So is there, that's what Jesus did, right? He used okay, questions sure, to... Jesus. Let's go with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah well, he, he did. Uh, but I think that is... Well, um, is that a... Is that a Socrates? Yeah, Socratic. Yeah. yeah, Socratic to to ask questions and and it shows interest for the person. You, I I am interested in what they think. I'm interested in in what their perspective is. But where we want to come back to at at the end of it all is is does it matter as much what we think as much as what's true? Amen. Right. There you go. And what we think, right. we we want to align our thinking and our belief with what's true right what we think or what we believe doesn't change truth right right so truth is absolute and people a lot of times ask me because we'll get to this place where i'm just asking them about the, their belief and about oh well so then do would you think this or would you think this and we get to the place where there's almost a psychological like a debt that they have to say well what do you think Mm-hmm. And and so I'll get that a lot. As I continue to ask them questions, they'll say, well, what do you think? And I, I love when they ask me that because I love saying it doesn't matter what I think. What matters is what's true. Amen. And you'll see a kind of a realization mm-hmm. come on them, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're coming from this perspective of initially like um, if all these religions and all these faiths in the world – how can you have the audacity to say that yeah. you've got the one right. and everybody else is going to hell? Right? right. Like that's, a, that's the question. And it's a, it's a legitimate question. But we have to take it away from what, that it is what, what I believe, what they believe. And we have to say, okay, what is true? Right. That's what really matters. Right. right? And so, so are there many religions? Yeah, there's 4,000 some various religions, denominations, if you put them all together. Right. So are uh, three thousand nine hundred and ninety nine false and one is is true. Well, I'd actually say there are four thousand that are false. So there's one faith that isn't a religion 
that is a way of salvation right. that's true. Okay. And it's very, very unique. Um, so so, so you, you had mentioned when we, were, when we were prepping for this podcast that you ask a couple really, really good questions. Who is the Almighty? Yeah. Well, so in, in, is there more than one Almighty? Right. Which I think is an excellent question to ask. Yeah. So because if, okay, there's this idea that there's multiple religions, we could all acknowledge that. So the next question is, so then would you say that there are also multiple gods? And they, of course, would acknowledge that. And I would say also that there are multiple gods with a little g, with a lowercase g, right? So we would say they're demons or maybe they're idols that their people set up as gods. Um, but then the question is, well, can there be more than one of all those gods who's the Almighty? Of all those gods, which one is the most powerful? Yeah. Of all those gods, which one made me? You know, of all of those gods, can can there be two Almighty? No, because if Almighty by by but really by the definition itself means there can only be one. Mm-hmm. There only is one. That's the one I want to. That's the one I want to know. That's the one Capital I want to worship. G, yeah, right. Like all of the other ones, like I don't. I want to know the one. Well, I want to know the one who made me. I want to know the powerful one. I want to know the most powerful. Yeah. Right. All the others are they're and, inconsequential. And that's not being proud or insensitive or even intolerant to say that there's only one Almighty, Mm-mm. because it, if there is truth, it and it's absolutely true, it will, it will necessarily be exclusive. Mm. Because if something is true, then that means anything that's contrary to it is untrue. And that's just something you have to accept. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. basic logic. It, it, it means just a basic sense of reasoning would say, okay, one almighty, there can only be one. So okay. Who, that's who we seek, seek for. That's, that's who we, we seek after. For. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and I want to just, just give you listener podcast listener just some simple little lines that maybe you can put in the mental database of of responses to these questions who is the almighty cuz there only can be one i think mm-hmm. that's really good or jesus is either the way or someone else is mm-hmm. but it can't be everybody there can't be multiple if if all of these religions are essentially claiming the Almighty, or that they have the corner on it, mm-hmm. right? So, you you have some great verses about how how important God sees Himself as yeah. being honored as the one and true God. Yeah, Would you so- like just to share those? And, and again, this is for you, the listener, so you can you can understand that the scriptures are very clear about this. Yeah, Isaiah forty two eight. I, the Lord, and that Lord is all capital, which would mean that it's using God's name, Yahweh. I, the Lord, Yahweh. Uh, I am the Lord, Yahweh. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. So God is saying, God is saying, I am he. I am the one. I'm the one to seek. I'm the one to worship. I'm the one to to long after, to look toward. And, and I will not give my glory to other, to idols, to little lowercase g gods. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so he's, he himself is saying he's exclusive right yeah. there. I mean, yeah. it, and he's jealous. Yeah. And then Jesus, the I am, 
Mm-hmm. Like, so he, he had said, he, he'd spoken, I think we talked about this last week. Um, I, uh, we talked about, uh, before Abraham was, I am, what he was saying is, I am the voice that spoke to Moses from the burning bush. He said, uh, Jesus said to them, I am mm-hmm. the way, the truth, the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. He's being very exclusive. Right. He teaches about uh, this broad way where many there be which go in there at. And that broad way, a wide way, leads to destruction. Right. And this is Matthew chapter 7. And then, and then he talks about this narrow, this hard, this constraining, straight way that leads to life and mm-hmm. few there be that find it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to me, I think the most terrifying passage in the whole Bible is in Matthew 7 when Jesus said, <laughs> many will be yeah. in that day, many will be in that day that will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we preach in your name, cast out demons in your name, do many wonderful things in your name? And then will I profess to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. Hmm. So uh, the the road is narrow uh, and straight, you know, to heaven. And it's one, it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and because there can be only one almighty and that almighty is revealed by Jesus Christ, the son of God, the Messiah, who, who himself said, I've come to reveal the father. Mm-hmm. Then, then yeah, that's exclusive. And if Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life, no one comes to the father except through me. That, that, that's pretty clear. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. That was one of the first verses that I, I picked up on when I became a, a believer in, in Jesus Christ. I, I picked up on that one verse. And it, I got a lot of mileage out of that verse because <laughs> it seemed to be so clear to me. And even to today, you know, some close to 30 years later, I still, I still hold on to that verse. Yeah. saying that, that Jesus is, is Jesus is really not leaving a lot of room here. No room. And, and so, now, that person might say, well, he's still it's, it's a little presumptuous. It's a little prideful of you to say that you found the right religion. So you're the one who's got the corner on all of this? <laughs> and how would you respond to that? Well, I, it's not about me. It's not okay. about them. It's about the person of Christ right. who has the answer to, I think, what, or in my, in our search to our greatest problem. So I actually went through a interesting period in my Christian life. Uh, not a, it wasn't a long time, which is good because it was, it was precarious and, and not, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> but okay. I, I was saved at, a, at an early age, uh, eight years old. And then in raising a fairly Christian home. And about in my early 20s, I kind of went through a bit of a crisis in the sense that, and I was very committed, dedicated believer in, in Jesus. Uh, but I, I kind of had these, I don't know if somebody asked me some questions or, or what, but it was like, what if I had been born in a Muslim home? What if I'd born in a Mormon home or a Jehovah Witness home? Like, would I be just as committed in a religion that I disagree with now if I'd been born in those, you know? So I I actually, it was such a crisis in my life that I was just being honest with God. And I, and I was, uh, I was just like, God, I I need to know you for who you are. And, um, 
And it, I, I knew, like looking at creation all around me, I knew that I'd been made. And so I prayed for a time, like God who created you, who, who made me, God who made me, who, he, if he made me, he has a plan for me, he had a heart for me, he had uh, an intent for me, he has the design for me. Like, I, I want God who made me, show yourself to me. Oh. And it was almost... It was a kind of a miraculous thing, but in a short period of time, just coincidentally, I had all these different people come into my life that were from other religions, um, Muslim, uh, Jehovah Witness, Mormon, you know, Seventh-day Adventist, like there's all these different people. And I was just like, and to, and to clarify, when he says religions, that though Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and Seventh-day Adventists would claim Jesus, they they have they have abridged this, and and it had really gone into cult status. Yeah, yeah. And so, just to be careful, I mean, just to be careful, like yes. Well, so they would Muslim would be a religion. Different. I I hate to jump in here and say that. I just want clarification for the the listener. But keep going. Yeah, yeah. Well, the seventh day would probably be the closest, but they don't believe in like a literal hell and. Uh, you know, there are some different Doctrine doctrines stuff, that yeah. they have that I just can't find what Jesus was, was talking right, about. Right, right, right. So, but with as far as like uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, they they would say, yeah, no, Jesus died for our sins. Uh, yeah, Jesus uh, atones for us. Um, but then I have to earn his forgiveness that he atoned for us. Well, and so I, it's still a works. It's like a works salvation. And okay, so so I, I know I jumped in and and, <laughs> and, and, and you know sent us on this rabbit trail. So yeah, sorry. Well, no, that's so, fine. So that's these why people were coming to you. Right? People were coming. Yeah. To you. So all of a sudden, like out of the blue, I had these people just like some literally showing up on my doorstep. Some coming into my work, right? And I'm finding out what they are, and they. They are, their intent is a little bit to share their perspective with me. And I'm like, talk to me. Like, let's sit down. Let's have, let's have, you know, let's go for dinner and let's sit down and talk and con- like convince me. Like, I literally was like, tell me your story. Tell me the way you, and I, and I listened with like, I think real Would you consider yourself an open mind at that point? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I was. In the sense that I was in my like seeking time. And as they shared with me, it just, the more they talked, the more counterfeit it was. And the more I realized they did not have an answer for my real problem of guilt and sin. So let, let's pause there for a second. Which is really kind of the, a major question that we can ask of all other religions. And, and, and if you're in a conversation with somebody, you can say which one has an answer to the real problem with humanity? Yeah. And if, if they ask, well, what is the real problem with humanity? Well, sin and guilt. Yeah. How do religions solve the problem of, of evil or the problem of sin or the problem of our, 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 guilty, our guilty conscience? Because we're all looking for forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. We're all looking for some type of peace of mind. And, and, and you're saying these, these people were coming and sharing and you, you saw holes in what they were saying. Yeah, because everyone, so it's interesting that every single religion, all 4,000 of them, all 
are works-based. In other words, in one way or another, there's a system of either to-dos or to-don'ts and uh, in which you be, you know, climb your way to become a god or to escape the wrath of God or to be another god, you know, or to be like God, but you're all it's things that you do. In fact, listen to what those people said in Matthew chapter 7. Lord, didn't I yeah, preach in your wow. name? Lord, didn't I cast out demons? Didn't great, I great do insight. many wonderful things? And as and Jesus is like, I never knew you. They, you you doing doesn't work. You doing isn't so, enough. Yeah, works do not work. No. Right? no and so, they make no sense. So, you, so this Muslim person... Is yeah. talking to you, well, and and you ask the question. Well, then, how do I? How do I get to heaven? How do I get Allah's forgiveness? And he said to me, and I'm I'm being completely earnest, but I'm surprised that my throat cut. For what I responded after he said to me, but he said, uh, he said, um, um, <laughs> well, you you pray three times a day, you give to the poor, and you make. Uh, a journey to either Mecca or Medina, both if you can. But if you can, you make a journey uh, to Mecca or Medina. So if you do those three things, you're forgiven. And you're in heaven. You're in heaven. And I'm I'm thinking of my own guilt and my own weight and the things that I've done. And it's not measuring up. You know, like in my own though faulty justice system, I'm like, that doesn't pay for the things that I've done. So So if you've done some pretty wicked stuff, by doing those series of actions, you're now, God, Allah will forgive you. Yeah, yeah, Allah will forgive that you. That was if what you, that man said. If you do those things. Yeah. And, and so the reason that, the reason that actually the work system doesn't work is because we, it's, it's, it's written in our hearts that we're supposed to do good anyway. And so if we do good, if we give to the poor, we're supposed to do that anyway. If we pray, we're supposed to do that anyway. I don't know a lot what the journey to Mecca or Medina has to do with anything, but, but there's a sense where, you know, uh, religious focus maybe, I don't doing just doing good is supposed to be done anyway. That doesn't pay for anything. I think we mentioned before, like a policeman pulls you over for running 100 miles an hour and you say, hey, can I just pay it off by stopping at stop signs? No, you can't pay it off for stopping at stop signs because you're supposed to stop at stop signs. Because you committed a crime and a crime requires a punishment, right? Yeah, it, or, it, exactly. A, there's it's a penalty. A fee. There's a penalty for your crime. It's just as obvious as, yeah, that's... And I have to pay that's, it. That's legal justice. Yeah, exactly. So every single one of these religions don't answer the problem of what? sin and guilt. So what did you say to the Muslim that <laughs> yeah. got, you, got you in trouble? I was young and not, I, I just said, uh, I said, yeah, I think that your Allah is weak. <laughs> because, because his sense of justice is like, oh, really? Really? You're going to do, you're going to kill, you're going to, you're going to look with lust and that's adultery. You're going to lie. You're going to hate you're going to do all these things. But hey, as long as you pray three times a day, give some stuff to the poor. Don't, don't say how much and, and make a journey. You take a vacation with your family to Mecca or Medina, you're in. And I just, I just thought that's, that shows. Because, because there's, if Allah will be, is just, if any almighty is truly just according to the perfect standard of, of right or good, then 
I'll, you would be condemned to damnation, right? You'd be condemned. Yeah. And Unless I did those things. Right, but that that is why you're saying that this sounds very weak. No, it's... Because yeah. it seems pretty easy in a way. Yeah, it is easy. Yeah, and Or in a way, it, 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 I think that that's just a pattern we see in our world. That people have a guilty conscience, so they try to make up for it mm-hmm. by doing something. Yeah. There's and, other religions that require much more... Like uh, much more difficult things to right. do, right. you know. So, but isn't that interesting? How even like right now, there's our natural like measuring our works, and that's what religion does. Is it's how we measure how good we are or how hard it is, yeah, right. And it's and so with works, like uh, these three things are connected: works and pride, yeah, and. God's resistance and God's judgment, wow. right? God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Right, but, right? but the, the point being that if, if, you, if you works which, which stirs up our pride, yeah. it's putting Look us opposed to done. God. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's the scales, right? I mean, if, if, if I have more good than bad, then God will receive me. Mm-hmm. And that is old as... Egyptian, uh, yeah, all the way back. They're all different systems of religion. Interesting. They're all man. So what I will say to somebody who tells me their religion, sometimes I'll say, "Well, you know, that won't work for me because I need a savior." Right. See, because I can't do it, and that's what's unique about the gospel. Right. And that's why the gospel isn't religion. Right. Right. God says you can't. I will. Yeah, and just just a couple of verses that support that is Romans 3, verse 23 and 24 that says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if God has a perfect standard, which mm-hmm. is his, his glorious will, and who he is is built into his character, right? The mm-hmm. Almighty's character is displayed in the commandments. Mm-hmm. Verse 24 then, So if all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, then all are justified... Freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. The idea here is is that we receive forgiveness and justification freely. It's not something you've earned. That's right. It's not something that you can accomplish by by these religious acts or Mm -hmm. religious actions. It it is a gift. Grace. Grace. So it's interesting that whereas works and pride bring God's resistance, faith, mm. right? And grace brings grace and brings God's forgiveness. Mm. So by faith, it's we just believe. Yeah. There's nothing that we right. do. We simply believe that what God says is true. We take him at his word. Mm. And he gives us this, this that which we don't deserve, right. this grace and mercy. Yeah. And he does it, he's able to do it justly through the person of his son. Right. Right. At the end of the day, we have all these religions and we have one faith, one gospel. Do you, do you think that when you really test a person who is operating from this kind of works-based approach, right? Is there any assurance in that? No. That's, a great, that's a great point. Is, uh, that's a great question to ask, too. Is So with what you believe, I just recently had a Jehovah Witness... Uh, I asked him, so with what you're telling me right now, do you know when you die that you'll be accepted by God? And he, and he said to me, no, I think I'd be proud to say that. 
And, and you realize... So no assurance. No, none. And because, listen to us, I think I would be proud to say that. Why does he say that? He'd be proud. Because in his, in his system, it's about his performance. Right. It's about his works. It's about him earning Jesus' forgiveness, which he accomplished for him on the cross. Right. right? For me, it's not about me. It's about him. But his work is perfect. And, and I believe in that. I believe and, him. And that's so sad because he's so close. Christ died on the cross for my sins. But somehow we have to earn that grace. You have to earn his forgiveness, which he died for us on the cross for our sins. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're, you're right yeah. there, man. You're just so close. And then, <laughs> but yet somehow there's that, that, that resistance inside mm-hmm. of the heart of a person to not truly accept the free gift. It just can't possibly be free. And, and there is the sense of believing in, in this exclusive the exclusivity of, of the Christian faith that caused people to stop and stumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you, but you say, and it's, I think it's pretty clear, that really at the heart of it, there's, there's, there's one faith, the kingdom of light, mm-hmm. and then it's everything else, which is the kingdom of darkness. Yeah, there's really only two... There's really two kingdoms right. in this whole thing, right? There's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of truth and the kingdom of the lie, yeah. right? So uh, in that kingdom of darkness, Satan, it's who Satan is the prince of it, um, there is, like, he'll let you feel like you're God, right? right? And that's, you know, when you think about the non-religions, quote-unquote, if you want to say the non-religions, like atheism or agnosticism or... Uh, Gnosticism, there's like they would say, oh, we, there's not a god. It's other things. It's still the worship of self. It's right. still humanistic. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. about what pleases them. So, mm-hmm. so that's no problem. Satan will say, yeah, you can worship yourself. Yeah, you can worship Buddha. Yeah, you can worship anything. Um, and in fact, by worshiping those other gods, I'll let you, I'll let you enjoy the pleasures of your sin too. Which that that's all tied up in there as mm-hmm. well, right? Um, but it's not the truth, right? right? So it's a lie, it's counterfeit. Like you're saying in, in your journey, when you were when you were listening to these other faiths, kind of explain the the way to God or the way to salvation. You knew it, it just it was it it is incomplete. <laughs> it's it's broken. It it's not the truth. Yeah, and it's funny because as as we go on, and I'd listen to them intently and with purpose. I would start to stir me, you know, just be, I would just be like, this is so, and I would end up being like, like with one of our, I remember the problem is this Jesus that you say is just a man. Like I know him, like he talks to me, like he wakes me up in the morning and he says, come away. And you know, and I read his word and he speaks to me, you know, so I, I wasn't, I don't want you to think like I was like doubting my salvation or like I was, I was no, just, I it was a time. I think of, you're wrestling with a good question. And it and it and it, it was a very transformative time because yeah. you got exposed to what these other these other religions are offering, and, yeah. you, and you could see that they're they're empty, and and I, I like the idea that this is this is really really fundamentally it, it's humanistic. It's it's a, it's it's human promoting. It, it's me being a god, it, and and if you look at it, if you really. If you, if you really study it out and look mm. at really at the, the, the root of it, yeah. it, it is that we will be like God. Yeah, so Satan in the garden, you will be like God. It's as old as, as Genesis chapter 3. That's right. It's as old as, as Satan in the garden. That's good. That's good insight. Okay, so 
just to kind of tie us up here, we, we should probably talk about how do we know that that Jesus is the the only way. So mm-hmm. we're we're talking about how the how we can kind of work through some of the the, the problems of pluralism. Mm-hmm. But, but but what gives us that that certainty or surety that Christ is the way? And 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 honestly, I think that there's there's lots of ways to come at this, but there's there's I think some pretty clear clear indicators or clear demonstrations of Christ as as the one true God in the scriptures. So you have that you have his his miracle, his mm-hmm. miracles, his yeah. miracle working power, and which were irrefutable. Like that this had to have been a work of God. Because mm-hmm. no man can do this. Right. No man has the authority or ability to raise the dead or to heal like he healed. This mm-hmm. has to come from God. So there is this divine demonstrations. Yeah. Right. Then there was divine claims. So Jesus repeatedly, you referenced one where he claimed that he was the I, I am. am. Yeah. And he would call God his father. And you, you could say, well, that, you know, maybe... Maybe that would, you know, maybe we're misunderstanding what Jesus was saying. Well, it wasn't lost on the people at no. that time. Yeah, they completely got it. They got it immediately. And he refers to himself and, and the people around him were like, you're claiming something that no man should claim. Yeah. You cannot say that God is your father. That's saying that you're equal with God. Yeah. And, and he, not only that, he says, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. So, and then he's later uh, in one of the epistles, he's the image of the invisible one. Yeah. Right? We have the yeah. invisible God. The perfect, so. the perfect representation of him. So, so these, these, these claims that he makes, just, that's very, that, that, that I think really, really support that he's, if he is what he says he is or he's, or he's something else. Mm-hmm. And, and then finally, that the amount of, of eyewitnesses mm. that saw what he did. Yeah. It, this, this, this is an, and, and Hey, podcast listener, one of the things that I've come up against, especially from, from people who are close to me, like my family, is that when I get into these, these very, very passionate discussions on, on, on faith and why I believe and why I want them to believe, mm. uh, what I'll hear is, well, aren't we all just like guessing here? I mean, it's all just make believe. We don't really know. It's this is this is this is faith. This is religion. We no one really knows. No one really knows what happens when you die. No one really knows. And it seems like who, really arrogant to God? say, "Well, I know." Yeah, but you do know. Well, and, like, and, and <laughs> my response to this is to go back to Christ, and I say, "Jesus, Jesus is not." some made-up character in a book. Yeah, Jesus is a historical figure. And, right. and the reality that Jesus lived, lived and died, is it, it's a historical fact. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. Like, so many people write about Jesus, not only in the Christian faith, but also outside the Christian faith. People who are opposed to Christianity yeah. Yeah. wrote about Jesus. Roman historians, Jewish historians... There's so many accounts of Jesus. There's that really. There's more written about Jesus outside of the Christian faith than than a lot of Roman emperors. Yeah, 
And, and yet there's no debate about all these other historical figures. So yes, Jesus lived. He lived at the time that we claim he lived. Christians claim he lived, right? But the one fact, the historical fact that really makes this set apart from all their faiths is that not only that Jesus lived and he died, is that he rose and he died. rose, yeah. And that that's that demonstrating demonstrating his that his divinity. Yeah, because no man who dies can bring himself back to life. Himself, yeah. Buddha is still dead. There's <laughs> right. there's a grave somewhere yeah. with Buddha's name on it. Muhammad, dead. Dead. Yeah. All, if we if we just go down the line, even even to the Jewish faith, the patriarchs are dead. Mm-hmm. Only one person has died and rose again. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that people have to come to grips with. And that makes the Christian faith a very, a very archaeological but very scientific discussion because, hey, when you, when you run the sciences of history and historicity, Jesus died and rose again. Mm-hmm. Real person. You can't, you, you, you can't just dismiss him. Witnessed by hundreds of people. Hundreds of people witnessed it. And not not just witnessed with words, witnessed with their lives. Lives, They gave, they said, you know, like, and probably people have heard this before, like you would, you would die maybe for a lot of things, but would you die for a lie? If you, it was a made up story. Yeah, we carried his body away. We hid it. We, uh, we said that he rose from the dead. All right. Now, are you willing to die for that? No, they're not willing to die. They did. They did. Like they and, not, and not just one guy you could say was deranged. We're talking not only the 12, but it's expanded out to yeah. all the people he revealed himself to. Yeah, thousands. So, how, how many and, people? And what, like, think about that. Like, still people give their lives for him. Yeah. Still they do. Right. You know, hundreds of, well, almost 2,000 years, 2,000 years later, we're still giving our life for the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it speaks to just the reliability, not only of the Christian faith, but it also speaks to just that there, there is a questions here that have to be answered. Now, if they walk away wanting to answer them in the negative, they want to be maybe a little argumentative or if they just want to be dismissive or maybe they just still want to be their own God, little G God. They want to be their own. In charge of their life. In charge of their life. Very good. Then these are still thoughts that you can leave with them. Mm. And I think that's the idea of planting seeds. Because the the power of a heart transformed, the power of a heart being transformed for Jesus Christ is not on our ability Mm. to to explain the faith perfectly. Yeah. it a is a good debater. A good debater, winning an argument. It's yeah. it's what the Holy Spirit does in the heart of that person. Yeah. As you know, after they walk away, planting little seeds of truth. You've said that sometimes losing the argument will lead to more fruit. Yeah, because there's a humility in in the sense of like if they walk away thinking that they won. I mean, they didn't really, but they think that in the sense of. Winning truth, they walk away thinking that oh, I won this argument. It it kind of opens them up in a sense of of uh, I don't know maybe you you never know what word that you said, what word of God that you use that might plant there, and they think about it as they go to bed. As they yeah, sleep, you know? yes, because 
because God, God, God is everywhere. Yeah. And God, even in the, the dark, dark parts of the night can, can really start working on that person's heart. Yeah. So keep, keep talking to people about Jesus. It, it is what God has commanded us. Jesus told us to go and make disciples. Yeah. Right. And know that. And so we were looking to at Romans. Romans are, know that they, when you're talking to someone uh, and they're saying, well, how can you, how can you be so arrogant to say that your way is the right way? Well, you're not. Jesus is the right way, not us. And realize this in Romans chapter one, um, they actually know the true God. Right. It says for, uh, says in verse uh, 19, I think, hang on just a minute. For what, yeah, verse 19, Romans 1, 19 and 20. For what can be known about God is plain to them. Hmm. They actually know it. Because God has shown it to them. Mm -hmm. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. Mm Hmm. So they know the one God, but the, at the end of it all, it's a war, it's a war between uh, light and darkness. Right. Right. But men love darkness. They hate the light because their deeds are evil. Mm-hmm. There's a sense like, I want to remain in darkness because I want to do what I want to do. Right. And, but, but God can oh God. change that. And that's, that's right. why we just keep presenting the truth. Yeah. And then... Yes, Christ is the light of the world. He'll, he can, at, at any moment, he can shine that light into their hearts and they can receive that saving knowledge of Jesus and the gospel. Yeah. So, okay. Hey, thanks for tuning in. And next week, we'll have another one of these, these podcasts. Uh, I, I really believe we're going to talk about the scriptures. So I don't want to promise anything. <laughs> but I think That's... I want to talk about how do we know that the Bible is true and is it worth really like basing our faith on? Mm. And so, well, the uniqueness of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you come across those questions at times. Yeah, don't you? like, and I love talking about it. The, the the Bible is a precious, precious, and completely unique book. Right. Well, let's mm-hmm. let's not give anything away. I want okay? to. All right, Let, all right. I know <laughs> I, you're ready to dive in. I can see it, Scott. We'll just save it for next week. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. God bless.